0: Egebo boroko tonike kelene mamange, Ege moja de babra, Egele de Bobro godozo Kia, Egebo Jocola de Bembre Genese Kia lala Egebo Joko, Agamanaka Lide Mame, boroko tuna Kalana, Mamro godoso Sokele de Baba, Agaba Jocola de Bara, Agebo Zoko, Agale de babra Gadaso Cola Nama, Engele Nemo sho colo de Baba, Egebo Zocola de Brina Kakale de Baya in the name of jesus heavenly father we rejoice and we thank you for the privilege of coming before your precious holy written word and we thank you that the mighty holy spirit lives on our inside so tonight i decree that everyone connected to this service around the world revealed knowledge is granted everyone burdens and yokes are destroyed the word of the lord comes with clarity tonight your people are built up equipped edified and jesus is glorified so we give you praise and glory for answered prayer in jesus precious name and every believer says a powerful amen lift your right hands to heaven let's release our feet together as so we say these words i am born of god i am born of the world the word of god is my nature I do not struggle to do the word i do the word naturally therefore today i will understand the word of his grace i will be built up by the end of this service i will never be the same never ever be the same again in jesus name and every believer says it powerfully amen, amen. Well, want to welcome everybody connected to this service by way of kingdom life network facebook youtube twitter Instagram, all of our social media community, brothers and sisters online, we're so glad to welcome every one of you tonight and the, the entire Aquaibom State community. We want to welcome every one of you listening to the broadcast and to the service tonight by way of Comfort FM, XLFM, Radio Aquaibom, And those of you connected by Inspiration FM, Heritage FM, what a joy to have every one of you connected to the service. Call a friend, a family member, a brother somewhere, ask them to tune to this radio station right now. Life is flowing through the airwaves. Our social media community, like you've always done, do me the same privilege tonight help me share the video on your page share with as many groups as are on your page and of course join as many groups as possible let's in the dark places of the earth put them on monogram telegram and drop them on whatsapp groups and thank you for making your yourself available to get this word to the ends of the earth all our house centers in the state all our bible studies centers all over the state and of course all our campuses around the world we're so glad to welcome every one of you to the service guys it's going to be a great time as we study the word tonight so grab your pen your notebook your bible and you can be seated with your sweet smart self as we get into the word of his grace Mm-mm-mm. All right. <clears throat> we're still examining wisdom for living and we are in series two looking at nurturing and building effective relationships nurturing and building effective relationships matthew chapter 28 verse number 18 to 20 matthew 28 and jesus came and spake unto them saying all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Next verse. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. We have said that the first thing is you come into Christ And it doesn't take anything for you to get born again. It's just microseconds. You believe the gospel, within microseconds, you're born again. But when it comes to discipleship, it is a lifelong activity. We took time to examine discipleship and we began to see that the word discipleship is how the Jewish people disciple. How an average Jew will take a child of between 9 and 12 Give them to a rabbi, to disciple. The child will sit down, learn the Old Testament. Precisely the Torah. And he has to learn it by heart. Then begin to conform his life or her life after the teacher. This is what we call in modern day Bible schools. When someone leaves his house, leaves his parents, leaves his home. Maybe disengages from his businesses. Leaves his family, and in a bid to learn the scriptures, and then he takes out time, full time, and dedicates to learning in a school or an institution. This is what we call discipleship. The Greek word "matheo," which means a student or a pupil. But look at what Jesus now says. He says, "Go into the world and make disciples. Go." And make students that is what we call the Great Commission that means that the Commission of the Gospel is with what we now refer to as Bible schools so we said that the phrase Bible school therefore is a contradiction because the essence of the Great Commission itself is what the Bible schools are doing in that instance If local churches were carrying out what jesus commanded there will be no need for bible schools because a church ought to be a bible school but because churches have failed in their responsibility to disciple believers so a separate institution had to be created where believers are discipled and released to go and disciple others then we said jesus said to all nations preach the gospel to every nation and we said the word nation is the greek word ethnos ethnos is used for variety of things number one people bound by language culture and tribe is what we mean by ethnos people bound by parenthood like the jews all jewish people refer to abraham as their father Abraham, their father. So, Israel is a nation. People bound by behavior, like the hidden, those who don't believe in God. All of them are a nation. People bound by a lifestyle, which can result into an occupation, are also a nation. People bound by belief. By belief, for example, the body of Christ is a nation those who are not born again are also a nation that is even if they have different occupations they are bound by one thing they don't believe in jesus that's what binds them together and this can spread across religions religion like islam is one of those nations even some acclaimed Christian faith, some acclaimed Christian faith that do not subscribe to the full gospel of Jesus are also a nation. So whether they have a cross or not, they are bound as a nation together. They have a common lifestyle. We can now break it into units. For example, those who believe that Adam and Steve can get married those who also believe that eve and evelyn can also get married they are also a nation they don't believe that those male and female can they don't believe that male and female is the ideal team rather female female male male they are also a nation yet jesus has asked us not to make any discrimination And I said to us that we are first bound as believers by the resurrection of Jesus. So we began to look at some resurrection realities. The resurrection of Jesus therefore makes you and I a different ethnic group. The resurrection of Jesus. So then we said therefore any gospel that places culture. Any gospel that places culture. That discriminates natural culture or disposition or occupation cannot be the gospel of jesus christ any gospel any gospel that discriminates that places culture but natural or disposition or occupation cannot be the gospel of christ because the gospel of jesus christ is such that we are to go into every nation every nation every ethnic group every behavioral group and make them students of the gospel we also said that the gospel refers to the resurrection of jesus which is the high point of all that he came to accomplish let's revisit the pattern the pattern for this operation we said the Bible is a theology the Bible is a theology and the theology of the Bible is Christology because Jesus is God who became man Jesus is God who became man Jesus is not God's errand boy Jesus is not God's messenger Jesus is God Almighty who became a man to save man john chapter 1 verse 1 in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god verse 14 and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory as the glory of the begotten of the father full of grace and truth John chapter 1 verse 18. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten son, which is in the bosom of the father, he hath declared him. So, Jesus is the Christology. That is, the Christology, meaning Christ being known, means God is being known to know god you have to know christ meaning god can only be known in christ or god can only be revealed in christ so to know god is to know christ to know christ is to know god meaning that our theology is christology because our theology is revealed in christ so if the bible is a theology the knowing Christ is knowing God. John chapter 14 verse number 9. John chapter 14 verse number 9. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you? And yet has thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, Show us the Father. He that has seen me has seen the Father jesus speaking to the disciples you don't need to look for father elsewhere when you see me that is all of the father that you will ever see there is no other father elsewhere outside of me john chapter 10 verse 30 jesus speaking to those same jews said to them john chapter 10 verse 30 he said I and my father are one. Actually the original is I and father are one. Now observe when Jesus made that statement the Jews took stones to stone him. Why would they stone him? Because Jewish people know that when you say I and my father are one in Israel or among Jewish people, what you are saying is I am the father. I am the father. That's why they took stones to stone him. And if you observe, Jesus asked them, For which of these works do you stone me? They said, For works we stone you not, but that thou a man makest thyself God. Because I and my father are one means I am the father. There's no father elsewhere. That's why they took stones to stone him. And they said it was blasphemy. So we say, therefore, in going further, just like in every course of study, we now say, well, who is Jesus? jesus is the christ who is the christ the hebrew call him messiah and the greeks call him sota messiah among the hebrew speaking and the among the greek speaking sota is one who by war conquests, exploits he accomplishes a feat and conquers a territory a sotar is one who by war conquers exploits accomplishes a feat and conquers a territory so jesus is the sota the word sota means savior if they tell you tell us one primary work of jesus you will say he is the christ the christ means the savior the savior of the whole world so that means in knowing who the christ is i will study salvation in knowing who christ is i will study salvation meaning you can never know christ outside the parameters of his salvation meaning to know christology i will have to know soteriology so theology and our theology is christology but In knowing Christology, I will have to know soteriology, which is his purpose, which is the confines that reveals the totality of his redemptive work. So in knowing God, I find out the Christ. In knowing Christ, I find out the work of salvation. Now, how is the work of salvation made real to us? How do we arrive at the reality of the work of salvation by his spirit? The reality of the work of salvation is made real to us by his spirit. His spirit is a proof of what he has done in our hearts. Romans chapter 5 verse number 5 Romans chapter 5 verse number 5 and hope make it not a shame because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given to us so the Holy Ghost is the seal of our salvation ephesians chapter 1 verse 13 ephesians chapter 1 verse 13 in whom you also trusted after that you heard the word of salvation the gospel of the, the word of truth the gospel of your salvation in whom also after that you believed you were sealed with that holy spirit of promise so the holy ghost seals us Then we saw that in John chapter 14 verse 16. John chapter 14 verse number 16. And I will pray the father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. If they they ask you, what did Jesus give to us when he rose from the dead? One single statement will do. He gave us the Holy Spirit. glory to God in Acts chapter 2 it says which he gave us he has shed forth his spirit which you now see and hear sight and sounds which you now see he had shed forth his spirit upon his resurrection which you now see and hear now so please pay attention therefore the Holy Spirit brings to reality all that Christ has done in our lives. So to know the essence and the essentials of salvation, we will need to now look at the work of the Spirit and the walk of the Spirit. The walk of the Spirit and the walk of the Spirit. We said that understanding the work and the work of the spirit is pneumatology. 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 So, Bible is theology. In the theology of the Bible, the Bible explains God in Christ, which is Christology. In knowing Christ, the Bible explains Christ as Savior, soteriology. In knowing the reality of this, we look at the gift of his spirit, pneumatology. Now, we look at the practice, the practice of this reality. We look at the practice of this reality. It is called ecclesiology. Ecclesiology. That is the church, our coming together as the body of Christ. Our coming together as the body of Christ please stay with me <clears throat> and then our our functions in the world we say church is used by the Jews as a congregation a congregation of Israel that came out of Egypt in the Greek it is called Ecclesia the church in the wilderness Acts chapter 7 verse 38 Acts chapter 7 verse 38 this is he that was in the church in the wilderness which the angel with the angel respect to him in the mount sinai and with our fathers who received the lively oracles to give unto us the church in the wilderness look 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 in exodus they were called the congregation of the children of israel the congregation, the gathering. Then the Greek will use ecclesia, the word church. A people chosen out of a people. A people chosen out of another set of people. And these people chosen out have the responsibility to make laws and are given certain privileges and responsibilities actually in today's english the church the ecclesia will be called the senate the senate those who are called out to represent a particular set of people within the people so that they are responsible for making laws and they have privileges and responsibilities all right so we said when we bring all that together we are a nation out of a nation a people out of a people called out of darkness into his marvelous light so we are the called out we are a congregation we are a family we also have privileges just like the greek explanation of the church and we also have responsibilities so the church therefore becomes how god through and in us functions in the world amongst people the church is god's vehicle how god in and through the church functions amongst people so theology leads us to christology christology leads us to soteriology soteriology leads us to pneumatology and the practice of pneumatology is ecclesiology That is the study of relationships. Ecclesiology is the study of relationships. How those born again or the born again man has a spirit now and relates by the spirit. Ecclesiology. And that is the core of what we are learning. Ecclesiology. The Bible has its own way. Its own method, the Bible has its own way. Its own method, birth in Christ Jesus. On how the believer ought to relate. On how the believer ought to relate. Someone said, don't just restrict your life to the Bible. There are other things to read. Oh, sure, you should read other things. (laughs) You know, where your career is concerned uh, and other you know uh, areas of physical life but don't tell me to shape my values and my ideology in life by reading other books asking me to form my ideology in life by reading other books is asking me to discard God's word I live by the word I'm born of the word the word of God is my nature I do not struggle to do the word the word is my lifestyle the Bible is God's word to me the Bible is God's wisdom to me it's not a secondary book it's a primary material a primary material for life and so the Bible teaches us a couple of things and we are going to look at it in practice I give you an idea one of the things we'll look at is how to engage in conversations The bible teaches us that how to engage in conversation some of us sometimes in having conversations we often don't notice that we need to learn the art of communicating spiritually we need to learn the art of communicating spiritually or knowing how to communicate spiritually sometimes you want to talk to someone and you think what you are doing is a conversation Yet, what you are doing is a confrontation. You think you're conversing, but you're confronting. (laughs) So, we have a whole lot of things that we are now involved in how to talk. For example, sometimes you think you're conversing with people, but you're being judgmental and you're being, you know, presumptuous. You're full of assumptions. All your speech is birthed out of assumptions. And you're being presumptuous, you know. And you're being judgmental. But to your mind, you're having a conversation. So there is an art of communicating spiritually speaking. There's an art. And the Bible teaches us that. Whereas a conversation is a kind of communication itself. That the scriptures teach. And they are in the fruit of the spirit. That conversation that the believer must have it's found in the fruit of the spirit whether you are talking to a superior or people that are below your status parents or children or you're talking to your husband or wife your colleague your pastor your flock as a pastor scriptures teach us how to converse in the fruit of the spirit because the bible is equally a book of relationships The Bible is a book of relationships. And so because we talk about our fellowship with God and his fellowship with us, salvation, therefore, is a relationship. Salvation is a relationship. God becomes our father. So within the book, which is a book of salvation, we find the work of the Spirit. Within the book, which is the book of salvation, we find the work of the spirit. And the work of the spirit is soteriology and how we relate with this soteriology which is given to us by our sotah. Now, so let's get to some details. We said that Jesus asked us to make disciples, to teach people or to make students. But the question will be, what are we to teach the disciples what are we to teach the students we are to teach them of his resurrection we are to teach them of his resurrection the disciple will learn what the resurrection is and then make a practice of it so we began to look at what does the resurrection mean what does the resurrection mirror to us? We said number one, the resurrection of Jesus. If we say Jesus is alive. <laughs> alive, alive, alive forevermore. My Jesus is alive, alive forevermore. Alive, alive, alive forevermore. My Jesus is alive forevermore if we say that jesus is alive that means his presence is as tangible if not more tangible today than it was in the four gospels yeah it means his presence is tangible in fact if not more tangible today than it was in the focus because in the minds of many when we say the resurrection to them is an event that happened 2000 years ago we have some guys touch the sides of Jesus and when they were done with the 40 days of teaching he said the end 40 days of teaching bam the end I'm gone <laughs> I'm gone He's coming back again, my Lord. is coming back again. He went away. <laughs> he went away and promised that he's coming back again. Hmm. That song is his <laughs> calm. He went away. Lo! No! I am with you always. I will never leave. Nor forsake you. And the Lord. walking with them. Confirming his word. With signs following. He never went. Ah religion can't take that. He never went away. he never went we have also taught that heaven is the end of the world but heaven is the beginning it's not heaven at last it's heaven at first because right now you are seated with Christ where? in heaven our citizenship is where? in heaven right now we are citizens of heaven when did it happen? the day we got born again that's when it started for us so heaven is at the beginning not at last so we need to first of all change our ideology change our theology we need to challenge our theology and conform our theology with clean doctrinal theology the resurrection is not an event that has passed as we think. Look at First Corinthians chapter 15 verse number 3. 1 Corinthians 15 verse number 3. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received. How that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. Next verse. And that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Now. When you get to verse 14 of the same chapter, verse 14, the 14th chapter of of First Corinthians. And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain. And your faith is also vain. Which means the resurrection is what makes our preaching a reality. Meaning we have the resurrection with us now. Look at verse 17 of that same chapter, First Corinthians 15, 17. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. You are yet in your sins. So the resurrection makes your faith a reality, meaning the resurrection is with us right now our preaching, our faith, the forgiveness of our sins is predicated on that resurrection. Romans, Romans, Romans tells us who was, Romans 4 verse number 25. Romans chapter 4 verse 25. Who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. Chapter 5 verse 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have We have a union through our Lord Jesus Christ by whom we have access into this grace wherein we stand. We stand in this grace. Stay with me. Normally in language you have past tense, you have future tense but you also have some some tenses that are past, present and future in one. That is when I say I'm alive and they say "Where where is he? They say he lives there. It's not now he started living there. He was living there. He's living there. He continues to live there. If you check him tomorrow, he'll still be there. Now that is the tone in which the word Christ is risen is communicated. He rose. He's alive. He will still be alive. Hallelujah. He rose. He's alive. He will still be alive. It's not a past tense reality. Is a present continuous reality. So the phrase used is the Greek word anastasia. In the Greek, for the resurrection of Jesus, that means it's not a mere event, even though there was an event. It is a phrase used for someone that is still dwelling amongst us. The issue is many don't know how he is alive with us today. That's where the problem is. And the kind of gospel that has been preached in the church world is the kind of gospel that suspended what Jesus did 2,000 years ago and fast forwarded it to a future reality. So the present does not exist. The present therefore is we making efforts to qualify for that which was done that has been fast forwarded to the future so we can get there. May I make heaven. My prayer is to make heaven. Heaven at last. Oh God, at the end of this life, may we not arrive and we are told, I know you not. Quoting scriptures out of context. Disjointing it and breaking it anyhow. But when we understand the resurrection, you will see it requires contextual study. If the resurrection was a mere event or Jesus rose, displayed he was alive then he went back to a planet called heaven then you can't say he's alive if he rose and disappeared to a planet somewhere you cannot say he's alive he's alive means he rose he's here and tomorrow when you check he's still here (laughs) that's the reality of your faith. That's the reality of your Christianity. That Jesus is alive amongst us now. Hallelujah. So we have said earlier that the reality of this resurrection is his spirit. Which is pneumatology so by understanding the gift of the spirit the resurrection of jesus becomes clear to me so when we say the gospel is about christ died he was buried he rose we are not referring to a past event it's like saying i live here that means if you look for me yesterday you found me there if you check me tomorrow i will still be there so the very fact that happened that it happened two thousand years ago is not to be used in the past tense it is to be used in the present continuous tense so therefore let's explore because he said we should be disciples of his resurrection disciples of his resurrection how can i be a disciple a student and a participant in his resurrection if it is just an event if it was just an event i cannot be a disciple and a participant in that reality if it was just a past event you can't be discipled in what does not exist are we in the building how can i learn and walk in his resurrection If it is an event. (laughs) But we can see, like we started a few days ago, that the resurrection of Jesus in itself is a relationship. The resurrection of Jesus in itself is a relationship. So let's explore it. The gospel is a message. The gospel is a message the gospel is equally a relationship the gospel is equally a relationship it's a message oh jesus was crucified he rose again yet the gospel is a relationship so we examine a few things upon the resurrection in john chapter 20 verse 17 when jesus met mary in the garden put it up for me john twenty seventeen. jesus said unto her upon resurrection Touch me not. For I am not yet ascended to my father. But go to my brethren and say unto them. I ascend unto my father and your father. And to my God and your God. My father who is now your father. We saw in John 14 yesterday. Where he said in that day. You shall know. That I in my father. And you in me. John 14.20 We also saw yesterday in my father's house, John 14.2 Are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you I go to prepare a place for you And when I prepare the place, I will take you to myself That where I am, not where I will be That where I am right now, you will be You will be where I am You are not where I am now, but when I go, my going will make you arrive at where I am. So the going was death, burial, resurrection. Upon his resurrection, we are raised up together to be seated where he is right now. It's not a future stuff; it is a reality of the now. Am I communicating at all? Mm -hmm. Now. So he's talking about a, real, a relationship. A relationship. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 11. Hebrews chapter 2 verse number 11. Please pay attention. For both he that sanctified and they who are sanctified are all of one. For which cause he's not ashamed to call them brethren. In the resurrection he calls us brethren. The Greek word adelphos brethren means you came from the same womb delphos means same womb he calls us friends so the resurrection is also a friendship a friendship john fifteen thirteen and 15. he said that about the resurrection put it up greater love at no man than this that a man laid down his life for his friends 15. henceforth i call you not servants for the servant knoweth not what the Lord doeth. But I have called you friends. For, fr- for all things that I have heard of my father, I have made known unto you. That is resurrection. So there is friendship in his resurrection. The resurrection also makes us his servants. Servants. Matthew twenty twenty six to 28. Matthew 20, 26 to 28. But it shall not be so among you, but whosoever will be great among you, let him be your minister. Next verse. And whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. Next verse. Even as the son of man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. That's why in salvation Peter calls us a royal priesthood first Peter 2 9 the word priesthood means servants Revelation 1 5 and 6 Revelation 5 9 to 10 he has made us Kings and priests unto our God so we are priests we are servants what else we are subjects of his kingdom we are subjects of his kingdom Romans chapter 10 verse 8 to 9 believe in your heart confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and that God has raised him from the dead thou shalt be saved what saith if the word is nigh thee even in thy mouth and in thy heart that is the word of faith which we preach that if you shall confess with your mouth the lord the lord jesus the lord jesus so by calling him lord the greek word kurios kurios the greek word lord it means you are his subjects you are his subjects jesus is lord and we are his subjects it's a relationship meaning we are siblings he is the lord or the head we are his body making us brothers he is not senior brother we are not junior brothers we are simply brothers he calls us brethren we'll explore the meaning of that in the next few days we are called family so the resurrection is a relationship we are also called sheep he is the shepherd. Hebrews thirteen twenty. He is the great shepherd of the sheep. First Peter, chapter 5, verse 4. He is the chief shepherd. All these things, we will examine them in details in the days to come. Because if the practice of Christianity is ecclesiology, this is what we are talking about. So let's explore. The resurrection is a marriage. The resurrection is a union. We started looking at it yesterday. So when you find yourself in a marital union, know that that marital union has a union it is copying. That marital union has a union it is copying. First Peter chapter 2 verse 21. First Peter chapter two verse 21. Stay with me. Mm-mm. For even hereunto, we are you called because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps. Look at the word example, leaving us an example. He left for us an example. The word example there is the Greek word who program. Gramon Hupo Gramon and for those making notes I can spell for you is H-U-P-O Hupo H-U-P-O G-R-A double M-O-N G-R-A double M-O-N Gramon it means a model one that you will copy in the original way that the word is used it means something that is written for you to follow, or a written example. Then he says, He left for us. The word living for us there is not the typical Greek word used there, it's another word, hypo limpanon. Hypolimpanon is spelled as HYPO Hypo H Y P O limpanon l-i-m-p-a-n-o-n hypolympanon it's like to lay a track for somebody that is this is the track with which you will run he left for us a track a track that you should run to follow after interestingly the word to follow here is the word Epacalthe i can spell for you ePA KOLOU epacolo the h it means something that is a devotion. It's not a casual following. It means a devoted following. The same word is used in Mark 16 20. And the Lord was walking with them, accompanying. When you accompany something, when you follow very devotedly. All right? That means to follow look at first peter 5 24 first peter i mean sorry first timothy chapter 5 verse 24 first timothy 5 24 some men sins are open beforehand going before the judgment and some men they follow after that's where that word is used follow after so which means that in the resurrection jesus gave us a pattern so the resurrection of jesus in itself is a pattern of relationship the resurrection of jesus in itself is a relationship pattern what christ did in the incarnation to the cross to the grave to the resurrection physically speaking till now is a relationship pattern i repeat what christ did in the incarnation to the cross, to the grave, to the resurrection, physically speaking. Till today, where he's seated at the right hand of the Father, is a relationship pattern. So, if the gospel becomes the tool of discipleship, if the gospel is the tool of discipleship, therefore, is a tool... To disciple us in all relationships. is a tool to disciple us in all relationships. You get born again in microseconds. But you don't grow overnight. You don't grow overnight. Here some people say one word from God can change your life forever. How can one word change your life forever? it's just a it's just a device to bring you to church what will change your life forever is what you do forever what will change your life forever is what you do forever it's not one word huh. Huh. so you have to outgrow goose pump christianity goosebumps yeah. Mm, I feel it, yeah, I feel it, you know. yeah. When the man of God was speaking, I, I, I got a word, I got a word. So you came to the service to spend your whole time to just get a word. No, you don't need a word, brother. You need the full message. You need everything that is taught. Because that's the only way you are built up. That's the only way you are equipped. That's the only way you are trained to train others. So, get over all these goose people. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Today I didn't feel it. No, get out of feeling Christianity, brother. We are not in the feeling stuff. We are in the reality of His resurrection. And His resurrection is not a feeling, it's a reality. Am I teaching good here? Yeah? yeah. Make up your mind to grow. Discipleship is a lifetime thing. Therefore, the gospel in itself is a cause in relationship the gospel is a cause in relationship so we said if he has left us an example if jesus has left us an example and has patterned for us relationship by his incarnation death burial resurrection and what he's doing today as a pattern for relationship Then Matthew chapter 19 verse 4. Matthew chapter 19 verse 4. Put it up for me. And he answered and said unto them. Have you not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female? The question for that answer was. For which cause should a man put away his wife? For which cause? Then he says in verse 5, put it up again for me, 19 verse 5 of Matthew. And he said, For this cause, for this cause, they are asking for a cause to put away their wives. Jesus is giving them a cause. Shall a man leave father and mother and cleave to his wife? And they twin shall be one flesh. You didn't get that. <laughs> They are asking, for which cause shall we put away our wives? Jesus is saying to them, the only cause is to leave your father and cleave. Are you getting it now? <laughs> now, I love Jesus. I love Jesus. Look at the world for this cause. That means the marital union is based on another relationship for this cause indicates that the marital union is based on another relationship that is there is a relationship in the background why people get married there is a relationship in the background why people get married for this cause for this cause what was the cause verse 6 matthew 19 verse 6 Matthew 19. Wherefore, they are no more twin, but one flesh. What therefore God had joined together, let no man put asunder. What was the cause? So verse 6 is not referring to physical marriage. Because if verse 6 was referring to physical marriage, Dr. Gabriel, are you with me? If it was referring to physical marriage, that will mean that everybody who gets married, God joined them together. But you know that that is not true. Not every marriage is joined together by God. So, therefore, for this cause, for what God has joined together, that nobody puts asunder shall a man looking at this reality that when God joins together it cannot be separated looking at that therefore shall a man leave father and mother and be joined to his wife copying that model am I communicating at all copying the model Which is God's own marriage that does not divorce. Eternal salvation. Looking at that, you copy that to now get married to a woman. So that becomes your model. I'm teaching here. Now. So in the background of all marital relationships is God's own marriage. So which one comes first? physical marriage or God's own marriage? God's own marriage. So we need to study God's own marriage. First, for you to understand marriage. Matthew chapter 19 verse 6. <clears throat> Matthew 19 6. Wherefore they are no more twin but one flesh. What therefore God had joined together. Let no man put asunder. Pay attention. What therefore god has joined together he uses the greek word kalao. i mean kolau that's the greek word k-o-l-l-a-o Kolao. it's used 12 times in new testament greek to refer to an associate so let's look at it like this therefore there are no more two but one flesh what therefore god has associated together Nobody will put asunder what therefore God has associated together. Nobody will put asunder. So, in this marriage of verse 6, give me that verse 6 again so we see the marriage. Matthew 19, verse 6 Wherefore they are no more twain but one flesh. What therefore God had joined together, let no man put asunder. God. Is one of the associates. Kolau, you see the use of it again in First Corinthians six seventeen. The use of the word kolau, First Corinthians six seventeen. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. One spirit. He that is joined to the Lord. So, if you look at the previous text and the post-text of it, he was referring to sex. Sex among married couples. Then he shows you what it mirrors. What sex mirrors in verse 17. Look at that verse 17 of First Corinthians 6. What it mirrors. He that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit which means that what jesus was referring to in matthew nineteen six is one spirit one spirit let no man put asunder or better put let none put asunder look at the word join together join together the word join together there is the word suze in the greek i can spell it for you s-u-z-e S-U-Z-E-U-G-N-U-M-I. Suze Ugunmi. S-U-Z-E-U-G-N-U-M-I. It refers to a yoke. Something that is bound and tied together. So 1 Corinthians 6. The background is God's salvation plan see that in Ephesians chapter 5 where you read the same thought Christ is the head of the body we are the body and he says he bought us with his own blood the background is what God did for us in the resurrection what God did for us in the, look at Ephesians 5 from 23, just pay attention Ephesians 5 23 for the husband is the head of the wife, even Even mirroring Christ as the head of the church. And he is the savior of the body. Give me verse 25. 25. Ephesians 5.25. Husbands, love your wives even as Christ. Even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Loved. Loved the church. He would not love he loved so his love is not dependent on any condition he loved the church before the church knew he loved it 26 that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. 27 that he might present it to himself a glorious church not having spot or recall or any such thing but that it should be holy and without blemish give me verse 29 for no man ever yet hated his own flesh but nourished and cherished it even as the lord the church verse 30 for we are members of his body of his flesh and of his bones 31 for this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife and they two shall be one flesh. Next verse. This is not a marriage lesson. But this is a great mystery. But what I'm doing here is. I'm speaking concerning Christ and the church. Using physical marriage as a parable. For which cause. That is, because of Christ and the church, shall a man live. Uh, For this cause. So which one was at the beginning? Physical marriage or Christ's love for his church? Christ's love for his church. Look at Ephesians 5.32. Ephesians 5.32. This is a great mystery. But I speak concerning Christ and the church now look at hebrews chapter 13 verse 4 Mm -mm -mm. hebrews chapter 13 verse 4 marriage is honorable in all and the bed undefiled but homongers and adulterers god will judge that means there will be no divorce that already shows you that the marriage is referring to in verse 4 is salvation. Hebrews 13 for is not talking about man and woman. Oh. <laughs> okay, we'll come back. Genesis 2.18 Genesis 2.18 And the Lord God said it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. The background of that statement in Matthew 19. So, irrespective of the nation I am in, whether Igbo, Hausa, Yoruba, Ibibio, Spanish, French, Portuguese, British, American, my culture as a disciple of Jesus is from where? The resurrection. My culture is from the resurrection. Look at Genesis 2.18 again. I'm almost done. For today. And the Lord God said. It is not good that the man should be alone. Alone. I will make him and help. Meet. For him. Notice, that was a statement made after the instruction of the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That was the instruction after. And so he says, I will make a help meet. Since man has fallen. Since man has rejected my plan. Man is now a slave in the hands of Satan. Man cannot save himself. Man cannot rescue himself. I will make a help meet. Ezra. You remember? Ezra. Ezra. E-Z-E-R. I'm aware in many instances... I also admit that error myself in using the phrase help meet for wife of a man. It's not true. The wife is not the help meet for the man. It's not true. I used to teach that because I didn't do my study. In fact, some people's interpretation is that the wife is the house help. Not just the help meet, she's the house help. We'll get to it. Don't worry. <laughs> we'll get to it. Help meet Is the word Ezra. Ezra means someone who helps you out of danger. Someone who rescues you. Out of bondage. That can be a wife. Ezra. That word is used 21 times. And I want us to read it together tomorrow. (laughs) We read it together tomorrow. Because I'm out of time. Bless tonight. So the resurrection models for us all of our relationships. In the resurrection, we will see husband, wife. In the resurrection, we will see parents, children. In the resurrection, we will see employer, employee. In the resurrection, we will see friendships. In the resurrection, we will see all the relationships we saw in the last two weeks. We will see how they come into the resurrection as discipleship in ecclesiology for the believer stand on your feet praise god hallelujah somebody bless and i Shall glory father we pray for everybody under the sound of my voice on television on radio the audience right here in the building all the house centers and bible centers all over the city all our campuses around the world that this revelation grows big in our hearts Thank you that disciples are being equipped. Disciples are being raised. Great men and women of God are being unleashed. Thank you that this gospel is growing. Darkness is giving way. Thank you that the revelation of Jesus is growing big in our inside until nothing else matters. We rebuke sickness, disease. We rebuke oppression of the enemy. And we declare your people released to enjoy their fullness in Christ Jesus thank you for answered prayer and thank you for the blessing tonight in jesus precious name and every believer says that amen on a note of finality glory amen Woo, i tell you i'm excited amen you don't want to go away i'm going to be joining mr michael bush in the next two minutes or so we'll be answering your questions responding to your phone calls and responding to your emails in Acts the counselor now, I want to take up your offerings quickly. We give in honor of God's word. We give as responsible children of God to advance the cause of our Father. We give because we love what God is doing through this ministry. And we want this message to get to the ends of the earth. So every time we give, we give intentionally, we give responsibly, and we give joyfully. Always a joy to give for a righteous cause. Let them that favor his righteous cause shout for joy. Let them continually say the Lord be magnified that has pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. So we give tonight sacrificially and joyfully for this glorious cause. If you're watching online, the banking details are scrolling. If you're watching on, on, on television, the banking details are scrolling. Radio audience, Mr. Michael Bush is going to read the banking details for you in the next one or two minutes so you can give your own offerings too. But I want you to know we, we appreciate all of your generosity, all partners and friends who keep giving to this ministry. We appreciate all of your generosity. It is through givings of people like you that were able to keep pushing this gospel to the ends of the earth. I'm excited tonight. Lift up your offerings. Let's pray together. Father, we rejoice that we give with hearts of gratitude. Our offerings are a sweet smell before you today. And I pray for everyone giving. Your needs are met supernaturally according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Thank you, Father, for answered prayer tonight. In Jesus' precious name. And every believer says a powerful amen. Amen. Hey, guys, you don't want to go away. I tell you we have some great. Things to talk about in the studio tonight. So, you want to call some people to hook up, both to the television broadcast, to the social media broadcast, to the radio broadcast. Everybody, we're going to be together couple of more minutes as we answer your questions and bring doctrinal clarity to issues that you are still in confusion about but we just love you thank you for giving me the opportunity every day to serve you the grace of god till i see you in the next studio in the next two minutes or so enjoy the grace of christ let's celebrate viewers around the world for being a part of this service tonight glory amen we have been blessed by this message for these All the messages and books by Dr. Abel Damina Please call plus 234-806-800-9939 Or email powercityoffice at gmail.com Power City International presents Relationships Define Success and Failure in a Man's Life Theme, Wisdom for Living, The New Creature and His Relationships ministering dr abel daminer date 2nd may 5th may 9th may to 31st may 2021 time mondays to fridays 6 p.m gmt plus one and sundays 8 a.m gmt plus one and 11 a.m gmt plus one services this program will be live on facebook instagram youtube and on kingdom live network tv host doctors abel and Rachel Damino. Join the study.
1: Without any further ado, can we just take you through the bank details? There are three banks, of course. There's FCMB, there is Zenith, and there is UBA. And I'll start on this edition of the program with Zenith. The account name, by the way, is Power City International, and Zenith digits are 10, 12, 36, 59, 12, 10, 12, 36, 59, 12. That's for Zenith Bank. Power City International remains the Name of the account. Okay, UBA is bank number two, 13926465. 13926465, that's for UBA. And of course, with the same account name, Power City International, the last bank is FCMB, certainly not the least, 2982682028. 20, 20, that's announcement number one. Quickly, quickly, announcement number two. Okay, for this edition of the program, would be sponsorship. You know, to have, uh, uh, to have any form of support, if you have any form of support for us, so to, to partner us, all you need to do is call up, plus 234, if you're doing it from outside the, the country, otherwise it's 803 275 You just send an email or two on that subject matter to Dr. Ebel Damina at yahoo.com. Dr. of course, is the Okay, the other matter is for calls. I'm just looking at a studio time check. Okay, we've got um, some time on our hands, um, this edition of the program. So, uh, we'll give uh, great time for calls or to calls. So, plus 234 if you're calling from outside the country. Otherwise, it's 806 or you send your email or two to ask the counselor now at gmail.com, or better still, an SMS or two plus two three four again if you are calling from outside the country. Otherwise it's 0703-691-8642. Okay. The guys on, um, on on Facebook Live are they there? I'm just trying to see whether I can get them out on Facebook Live. Uh, okay, no, no need for that because the big man is in the studios. Okay, help me. Welcome. Global Barber. Dr. Abel Damina,
0: the Intercontinental Mr. Boo. So nice to see you. Good to see you today. Fantastic,
1: Global How has been your day? Yeah, fantastic. Just coming from a live radio show. I know, I know. And what a broadcast it was. I can imagine. Yes, so Global Baba, before we set sail, um, just 16.5 uh, this morning, since the clock 7, at the point of this uh, live broadcast in you Nigeria, on a Tuesday evening. Global Baba. Our time starts now on Ask the Council of Prayer.
0: Let's pray together. Father, we receive by faith right now answers. And we thank you that our prayer makes tremendous power available that is dynamic in its workings. So we pray for kings. We pray for our governor. We pray for the president of this nation, Nigeria. We ask, Lord, that your grace reaches out to them. We pray for their cabinets and we pray that the the decisions and the, the, the policies they formulate will create enabling environments for the gospel to thrive in this nation and in this state. We decree that you keep our governor, keep his family. We pray for the executive cabinet, that Lord, you use them. Use them in this land to continue to bring progress, development, and above all, creating environments that make the gospel of Christ to thrive. Thank you for other nations of the world We pray that disciples are raised, ministers of the gospel are being trained and unleashed in numbers like never before to shine the glorious light of the gospel in the dark places of this world. And we thank you for testimonies. Thank you for great conversions of men to the kingdom of light. In Jesus' name.
1: Amen. 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 Fantastic Global Baba, And I think the time to start is now. There is this one. Looks a bit longish. I would love to start with it because my producer has given it. So on that, hello, Global Baba. This one comes from the United Kingdom and it's anonymous. Of course, thank you for everything you're doing to build up the church. Your ministry has and will always be a huge blessing. May you forever remain strengthened, Global Baba. As well as praying over this matter, I feel led to reach out to you for godly wisdom. Please, can you inform me when this matter would be addressed? on YouTube. And I think the Do
0: person p- said Anonymous. The yes, anonymous.
1: anonymous. It's Anonymous. Yeah, okay. It's Anonymous. Thank it's you. Anonymous. There's no name. Okay. So, Brother Popeye says, um, to give you a background, my husband is very intelligent and well seasoned minister of the gospel. He's been trained and led by the Holy, Holy Spirit since being saved from his youth. He was brought up in a Muslim home, but glory to God. He received salvation when he was a teenager through an extended family member still praying for the rest of the family. Recently, my husband had an argument with his dad, which has caused him to look after his mental health first and has decided not to speak to his parents anymore. An incident happened whereby my husband has not been happy with his dad. We live in the UK, as well as his mom and sisters that his dad lives in Nigeria and comes to visit the UK once or twice a year. Global my husband's youngest sister has not been able to complete a university degree, as their dad has not been able to afford it, and my husband has had to help out a little from time to time to ensure she graduates. But this, among other things, has made my husband pretty upset with his dad, as he feels his dad is not doing anything useful in Nigeria and not being there for his family in the UK. My husband cannot have a heart-to-heart conversation with his dad, as his dad believes he's always right. When he was around in the UK, his dad told him that if a child offends a parent, the child should apologize, and if the parent offends the child, the child should apologize. My husband said he doesn't agree with this thing, and his dad got very angry, saying abusive words to him. My husband wanted to leave the scene, but his dad approached him to hit him. My husband, very angry, then defended himself and pushed his dad off him, and his dad is now telling family members that my, fa- my husband beat him up. His had family members message him, questioning him based on his faith, as they called him a pastor, and judging him on how he's not honoring his father. In the midst of this, Lobo my husband's dad was very angry that my husband fought back and told his sister that it's not his son anymore. His sister then told my husband, and the long story short, my husband carried a DNA test with his sister to find out whether they are half or full siblings, and the result came back being half siblings, sharing the same mom. So my husband's dad is not his biological dad. My husband was very upset about this um, finding about finding this out after 30 years of life, also upset with his mom. As before, he took the DNA test, he had asked his mom multiple times to tell him the truth, and his mom had denied it. While he found out the test results, he mess- when he found out the test results, he messaged his parents that he never wants to speak to them again. For so long, my husband goes through one headache or another with his mom or dad, and this situation has been the final straw now. With our first baby on the way, my husband does not want to be associated with his toxic family. As he prepares to be a father, he would rather not speak to his parents ever again. Blubber, please, Please, sir. How would you advise me as his wife to deal with this situation? I desire to show support and love to my husband, but also see the importance of family. And I am aware of the enemy's devices to steal, to kill, and to destroy blessings. Please keep my name anonymous.
0: Wow. Wow. What a, what a situation. Well, first of all, you will have to, as a wife, the first thing is just to pray. Give your husband some time. Don't talk to him yet as I did on it. Just pray. Take time. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Spirit. Just pray in the Spirit. Pray for him. Pray for the family. Just pray. That's all you do for the next few weeks or so. Give him some time. Because uh, with his emotions now, be clouding every sense of of reasoning. You need to give him time to get over this period. But while giving him time, you just pray. Love him. Be there for him. Support him. If he talks about the family, just uh, let him know that, uh, you know, the best you can do right now is to pray for him and the family. That's what you do for a while. Then when you are sure he has come off his anger, you need to remind him what the word of God says. The word of God says uh, that love is, I mean, love is bigger than knowledge. So he will have to let the love of God heal his heart. He will have to let the love of God help him get over, you know, this season and get healed. He has to get properly healed. And then when he's healed by the word of God, it'll be easy for him to know how to approach his father, you know, and approach the family and, you know, men fences and all of that. So give him a bit of time and support him with prayer and love on him. That's all you can do for now.
1: Bless you. Okay, Global Baba, still while we're still out in the UK. By the way, that's a fantastic piece of advice while we're still out in the UK. Let's take some anonymous entries again. Uh hello, Global Baba. Please kindly keep me anonymous. First, I would like to thank you for being a great gift to the body of Christ and all you've done to help the gospel of Christ prosper through you to the heart of men who have listened to you. Thank you for opening the Kurudu campus. And for the pastor who you've put in charge, who has been exceptional in his answering of questions and prayers with us, he speaks like you. No, Baba was born into a celestial church family and married there too. But for the past two years, I've been going through very rough time at work. And how things have been, my wife who went about seeking solutions for us. And at the quest of this, she was told that it's all my fault, that because I was busy carrying other ladies about, and also God wanted to teach me a lesson. For not being faithful, also not paying my contribution in church regularly, like tithes, and the rest, that's why the job was lost. She was, uh, she has moved out of the house with her children and said, I should go look for a solution to my life since I can't be faithful. I've never been unfaithful to my wife, Global Baba, and I've cared about my family first despite not spending most times in Lagos. I'm very confused, and Global Baba, please, I need your advice on this. Wow. People just go around scattering people's homes. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Well, uh, the advice is simple. Just, you know, stay with the word of God. Stay with the word of God and uh, let your wife know that you are not playing games. And uh, that you're very serious about loving your family and keeping your family. And close your ears to what everybody else is saying around. Don't listen to them. Don't be distracted. Just stay focused. Keep doing what is right. And don't let it get into you. Just, that's what to do.
1: More anonymous entries, uh, Global Baba kindly allow me to ask. You said God did not tell Noah to build the, the ark. Because in Genesis, you see God giving him instructions kindly make me to understand. And how do I convince others to believe?
0: Well, you will need to listen to the series. It's not what I'm going to teach in the next 5-10 minutes. It's what I taught for many hours. Now, faith is the substance of things so far. The evidence of things not seen. So, if Noah built the ark by faith and he built it on the evidence of things not seen, then definitely that ark was not what God told Noah. That ark was Noah's way of explaining what God told him. Because it's a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So, that ark cannot be the message. Just like, you know, um, uh, Isaac on the altar cannot be the message. And just like all the symbols that were used in the Old Testament, so you need to listen to the series again very carefully and patiently, and learn, take notes, take notes. Don't be in a hurry to teach. Be in a hurry to understand. When you understand, it will be easy for you to help somebody else.
1: Okay. So Tony Dibwe is the one writing in next. Doesn't tell us from where. He says Global Baba. I have followed your teachings for the past eleven years, and I'm so blessed by them. I have a question which, which comes from the book of Isaiah 45, 7. That's in chapter 45, verse 7. Please sir, make me understand that. does God create evil?
0: No, God never creates evil. You want to know the record of what God created? Genesis chapter 1, 31. And God saw that everything he has made was very good. That's all God created. So if Isaiah said God created good and evil, we subject what Isaiah said to what Jesus said. Jesus is God. God revealed. Jesus is God manifest. Jesus gives definition to the character of God. And Jesus said, I am the light. Brother John says, God is light in him. There's no darkness at all. So we stay with the New Testament because the New Testament explains the Old Testament. So God didn't create evil. God created good. However, when you reject the goodness of God and God withdraws his goodness because you don't want it, the absence of God's goodness is what is referred to as evil. Just like the absence of light is darkness. God didn't create darkness. But when you reject light, God can't force it on you. He will take his light away since you don't want it. And when that light is out, what comes in the absence of light is darkness. But it's not God who created it.
1: Okay, so Global will continue with some more entries uh, this one doesn't tell us again where it's writing from but it gives his name it's our name as else and peter says hello global baba i want to thank god for your life there are many things you have exposed at the time network here became bad so i couldn't continue watching but i have this question from what you are teaching us now does it mean we should concentrate our study only on the new testament as i listen to you i find out you are Good at the Old Testament as you are with the New Testament, meaning you study both. So what do we do?
0: Study both. Follow everything we teach. Don't be selective in learning. Learn everything. Take the whole counsel. So as we teach, follow us. And if you want to really follow my teachings and you want to be a good student, you must follow carefully, patiently, and you must follow follow me steadily. You can't just come in when I'm teaching a series of 30 hours. You pick part five. Then you come in part nine. You come in part 15, and then you send me 30 questions. You are not a good student. You've got to listen to everything, because my teachings are in a series. Part 1 will be explained further by part 2. In part 2, I will raise a lot of issues. That will be explained in part three, four, five, six. That's how my teachings go. It's a build-up that climaxes at an understanding. So you have to patiently follow what we teach. So that you will really understand how to explain the Old Testament in the light of the New Testament and the New Testament in the the light of the Old Testament, making yourself a workman that needs not to be ashamed, being able to rightly divide the word of truth.
1: Okay, producer, in Um, 2.5 minutes, it would be half past the hour in Uyuh, Nigeria. And I'll just love to tell you in that time, we should be taking phone calls. So let's just start preparing the grounds. Once it's uh, half past the hour to the minute, we can start taking those courses. But right now, another entry, another anonymous entry, Hello Global baba I must confess that I've been tremendously blessed by your various teachings via the social media. I'm a child of God and wants to increase my knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Global Barbara, I have, by God's grace, attended a few Bible uh, sessions, but still wants to know more. I'm using this medium to show my interest to be part of a mentoring academy online. Global Baba, please give me some practical steps to get out of addiction and be intimate with the Word of God. I feel that there is more to what the Lord wants to do with my life than what I am doing at the moment. Thank you, Global Baba.
0: Well, you're welcome. Our office will reach you on Mentoring Academy and help you to get registered. And then your second issue with addiction. Well, first of all, don't bother yourself about the addictions. Don't be worried about the addictions. What you should rather do is concentrate on the message of Christ. Focus your eyes on Christ. The Bible says, With all with open face, beholding the glory of God as in a mirror, we are changed. It is your focus on Christ and the message of Christ that will change your appetite. The second thing that you will do to break addictions is to get somebody to hold you accountable. Somebody spiritually matured, somebody spiritually established to hold you accountable. That is, whenever you feel the urge for that addiction... You give the person a call, you tell him that urge is coming again. Then the person will engage you until the addiction urge is gone. So you need an accountability system while you focus on the word of God, while you focus on Christ. These two things will break that addiction and totally set you free from it. We have a lot of testimonies of people that have walked out of addictions just focusing on the message of Christ and they just got liberated.
1: Okay, so phone calls can start coming in it's past the hour in Uyuh, Nigeria. and uh, It's Ask the Counselor, a power city international global showpiece on TV, on radio, as well as on the social media. So you can call us um, now if you would. Greetings from Reverend A.M. John. doesn't tell us where he's writing from. says, sir, I've most times listened to your preachings and they are fascinating. God has really endowed you with a gift that has blessed me, and I believe you have also won many souls for Christ. Sir, so, I seek your indulgence to take a look at these few chapters of the Bible, among others, that need the critical attention of a true servant of God to interpret and also preach it without reservation. The chapters, among others, are John 1 1 to 5, says Christ is with God, everything was made. With him. Numbers twenty three nineteen says he's not. <coughs> A man, excuse me, John fourteen one to six is the only way. <coughs> Luke thirteen, excuse me, thirteen ten. He teaches and worships in temples and synagogues on the Lord's Day. Matthew seven, twenty one to twenty three will surely deny some ministers <coughs> for not doing what he asked them to do. Six. the judgment is going to take place on the Lord's Day in Revelation. Exodus 20, 8, 10, described Saturday, Sabbath day, as the Lord's Day. Revelation 20, 19, no one shall remove or add to this book. The misunderstanding of Apostle Paul's exhortation in Colossians 2, 16, that says no man should judge you of Sabbath day worship refers to men that were judging themselves. So Paul was not referring to God as Paul himself also was teaching and preaching to them on that name sabbath day where he was begged to come back on the next sabbath again to continue the teaching we all know that an emperor a mortal man was the author of this drama with his accomplices the sun worshippers. i think that's what to say what with his um, accomplices the sun worshippers, just to gain popularity in ad 336 at the council of judicia and since then all the great men of god have followed suit until today To me it's a pity sir and i stand to be corrected because i'm new in this ministry but i want to believe that i I can become the paul of today who god has given the privilege to write this to you good enough his uh, day is still intact as the authority of nations could not temper with it it remains a rest day as declared during creation sir i know that with the usual exclusive power of teaching the word to our understanding you will look into this letter with the inner heart and also with the wisdom of god which you have exhibited over time knowing that it will not take you up to five minutes you turn the table around from contestants. I think that's Constantine's theory to God's reality. Thank you in anticipation of hearing from you. Better still meet you in person. And just in the Lord's Vineyard, Reverend A.M. John.
0: Well, man of God, I will answer you, but I think.
1: They will have the scholar. Yes. Okay. Our first scholar. Hello. Hello. Many thanks for joining us. Your name, where are you calling from? Wow. Are you there?
2: I'm there.
1: Yes, go ahead.
0: Yes, go ahead. Hello, hello. We're listening. Are you there? It looks like that call is gone. Yes, yeah, sure. So, uh, uh, all right. Now, this brother, first of all, what I will say to you is, uh you have asked too many questions and all the questions are not interrelated whatsoever. So it's difficult for me to ask the counsellor to give you exegesis. Moreover, what you're asking is you're asking me to do a 30-hour teaching for you again. So my advice, go and look for In Christ Realities, part one, two, part 1, part 2 of In Christ Realities. Then, of course, you need to listen to the Misunderstood God series, Misunderstood God, part 1, part 2, part 3, part 4, part 5. If you listen to all of that, you will be very balanced and you'll be very happy. Bless you. Okay, so let's make um, progress
1: with another anonymous entry. Hello, God servant. I haven't heard too much of your teachings, but the few I've encountered have been so blessed. We we'll just punctuate that there and go for this
2: caller. Hello. Hello, Global Brother. Evening. Bless you. Yeah, I can't an service from Canada. Papa. we just. Thank you to the love, to the labor of your love We are growing the knowledge
0: of God. I'm not sure I heard you, but if you can say it again, or I have you... the one question.
1: Okay, it looks like we're having some technical yeah. issues there, but I'll just continue that with this anonymous. Yes, this anonymous entry says, uh, please, I have a question that has always bothered my heart." As a young man, that's why he was still um, growing up, he was the believer, a young man, I have contended, okay, still growing up now, still young, he has contended with lust as a sin that easily besets me until last year when I believed that the Holy Spirit helped me to conquer it through many ways, such as constant fasting, prayers, fellowship, studying, and so on, all the glory to God. And a bit not to get entangled and such, again, I avoided my friendship with the opposite sex. I created strict rules for myself and things like that blah, 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 blah. but then sir i got into a relationship with my fiance and it has been wonderful but then bam here we are again the struggle continues the distant relationship though we um, though which gave me comfort that on the occasion of our meetings like three to four times it's been war though we spelled out rules even fast before meetings study the scriptures together before the meeting but sir eventually it's always a fall though we do not have sex but then sir it's a struggle and not uh, I'm left devastated thinking i felt God again. I know he's uh, so much for me, but then is this turn in my flesh, this turn in my flesh is pulling me down. We agreed on not meeting again. We agreed on keeping a distance till marriage. But we suddenly weakness in my flesh is made manifest despite distance. Only cause from half and sensation down down my spine. I kept crying to God, I fasted, I've prayed, sir. No one to talk to as many even bring their issues to me and I give advice, but I have no one to talk to about my situation. I started to talk to a friend and who is a brother in the, the Lord and narrated everything to him. His first reaction was laughter. He asked if that's how I feel about every other lady. I said no. Then he said it's normal. That is called sexual attractiveness to your partner, whether in marriage or before marriage. That's comforting. He said it's not lost. That what is important as a Christian is questioning the feelings when they come and not dwell too much on them. But that is not a sin to be attracted sexually to the body of your fiancé, and then um, pushing the actualization of it into marriage. This is quite uh, comforting, sir, but I consider it risky, and that's why I decided to take this up with you uh, to counsel me with experiential knowledge and with the help of God on what to do when one is crossing the line between this normal uh, sexual attractiveness and loss. And it helps, sir, I'm in confusion, I don't want to be, uh, to slide into error. Please, sir, thank you. God bless you. And more well, anointing this caller. Hello. yeah hello are you there okay looks like uh we we we, we have the calls they come in okay yes. well
0: uh first of all i think the brother who just sent the mail to us you need an accountability system if you're having issues with you don't know where to draw the line when you feel attracted to a lady and where it crosses over to scene then you need an accountability system You need to talk to somebody physically. I know you have written to us, but I won't be able to give you all the counsel because there are questions I will also need to ask you. There are things I will need to ask you. For example, the distant relationships you're always having. Why do you always go for distant relationships? Can't you find a lady around where you are, whom you know, and who knows you because it is advisable to marry somebody who is your friend, not just a stranger. So all of those are questions I want to ask you. And I also want to ask you questions about the feelings. So I think you need an accountability system, somebody you're going to call, somebody you're going to talk to, and somebody who will talk to you and talk you through the process until you get married. So my advice, send us a mail with your number, and we'll be able to call you and get one of our pastors to walk through with you until you get married. Bless you and thank you for reaching out.
1: Amen. Some 22.5 small minutes before we round off this edition of Ask the Counselor, Power City International showpiece on radio, TV. And the social media. This caller. Hello. Hello. Okay, so let's continue. And um, by the way, I just needed to tell you that this comes uh, live to you from Uyo, Nigeria. Hello, Global Baba and Mr. Bush. Without wasting time, I would like to go straight to the point. Global Baba, you've just answered, okay, re- you recently answered the critics. We've been making a noise on Facebook saying your teaching on grace is uh, to promote careless living among believers. However, what you've been saying for the past three weeks makes us understand that after salvation, which is a free gift, well, every gift is free, which is a gift, then I can glorify God with my conduct. Please correct my last paragraph if I'm wrong, but that's how I understood your teaching. Thank you, Michael Shabalala from Jobok, South Africa.
2: Oh,
0: yes, Michael. That's what it is. We live for the glory of God. Henceforth, we live not for ourselves, but for the one who died for us. And gave himself for us. So yeah, you're correct.
1: Okay, to Zambia next. Global Baba, I'm Rhoda Fury from Zambia. I have a few questions on relationship. Genesis 2.18. If a woman isn't a helpmate, then who is she in marriage? What's the meaning of the two will become one?
0: Well, the woman is a wife and she's supposed to submit to her husband. That's what it is. Remember, the word helpmate is someone who rescues you from danger. A wife doesn't rescue a man from danger. If any, it's a man that should rescue the woman from danger. However, don't miss tomorrow's teaching because I'm going to be dealing with that word help me in details tomorrow. I did a bit of work on it today, but I'll do a whole lot tomorrow on that word help me. The wife is not the help meet for the man. The wife is just a wife and the husband is a husband. And both the wife and the husband mirrors what they see in Christ Jesus who is the real helper of man.
1: Okay, Global Baba, we take another one, this was just coming in now, an anonymous entry says Global Baba just need advice in the light of Jesus Christ, how to answer my wife when people in the streets tell her stories about me that are not true. I'm a born-again believer, Global Baba, who is successful in business, and I have a beautiful life and family. My wife is wonderful and quite beautiful and kind, and I love her. The only thing is trust because of lies. Dr. Damina, I really want your advice on this challenge. Thank you in advance for your response.
0: It looks like your wife has a lot of time in her hand to sit down and listen to all kinds of talks. So you may need to get an occupation for her or get her to go to school or get her into something serious. Because when she gets engaged, she won't listen to those things anymore. So true,
1: Global Baba. Yeah. Okay. So to Cameroon next. And this one just coming in. Hello, Global Baba. God bless you. I'm Malim Martins. I'm a Cameroonian. I. I'm currently in Cameroon, the southwest region. That's Boya. I remember Boya. I'm 32 years old and single. I'm into business, sir. I've been listening to you now for about two months. So I am deeply blessed by your teachings. The truth you preach is undebatable. God bless you, sir. At times, I have to listen to one message over and over and over again just to understand what you say. Sir, I need your help. Getting your books here in Boya is very... Difficult. The books are very scarce out here. I've gone to some bookshops here. Yeah, I didn't see a single book of yours. I don't know if you have anyone here in Cameroon who could have some of your books or if you have a branch here in Cameroon where I could get to the pastor here and buy some of the books. I'd be happy if you help me, sir. I'm waiting for feedback. God bless you.
0: Thank you. We don't have any, any bookshop in Cameroon, but if you send email to our office just like you did, asking for the books, the books can be shipped to you anywhere you are around the world, anywhere you are. We can get the books to you.
1: Getting out of uh, Cameroon and just um, flying around, anonymous location, this one. I need counselling from Global Bar Bar. Hello, my name is Mrs. Deborah. I stumbled on your page sometime in January this year. Prior to that, I didn't know you, probably because I don't live in Nigeria. But ever since then, I've been listening to your messages, and I'm loving your messages because they are different from most preachings put out there. Because word from your teaching is undiluted and without compromise. I love that. I need counselling, which I hope you can create time. To counsel me,
0: oh, sure, we will. If you send us your issues or send us your number, we'll be glad to do that. Bless you and thank you for reaching out. Another quick,
1: anonymous one from Chris. Okay, so it's anonymous location. Chris Rice, dear sir, I consider myself quite fortunate to have to come across a gospel teacher like you. I pray that God will continue to be with you. I do not have to ask questions again, I just listen to you, and questions are addressed every time. I'm on Facebook, Uh, your message is what I listen to. God bless you more, sir. Please, I really need to work for God through the preaching of the gospel. I know it within me. I'm praying God to give me the financial capability that will enable me to do that effectively. I'm no longer comfortable in the local church. I'm trying not to be too controversial before God will help me to find or start something where I can truly serve. So I'm interested in your mentoring academy. Please let me know how I can be part of it because you have created a good problem for me hunger for god's work which i believe you can also help me cure thank you chris
0: thank you chris for reaching out our office will get in touch with you and help you register for mentoring academy
1: okay this caller hello are you there okay all right so global Baba, let's see whether we can come into nigeria at this point in time i'm trying to see okay let me try ghana en route Nigeria, my dearly beloved brother, divine child of the Lord, Nobo Doctor Ebel Damina. My prayer request. My name is Pastor Kelvin Miracle of Peculiar Christian Gathering International Church, Takoradi, Western Region, Ghana. But I'm a Nigerian. By the special grace of God, Nobo Baba, I and my family are serving as missionaries in this foreign land since I've been serving there since 2017. By God's grace, as preachers of the message of the apostles. In the Holy Bible, we're facing a whole lot of challenge, both ministerially, financially, and materially. But the God of Israel who brought us here is forever faithful. That's all we know. But right now, we're facing house rent uh, challenge, and maybe homeless, if our Heavenly Father does not intervene on our behalf, which I know God Almighty is never too early and is never too late. He only comes at the appointed time in all situations. My prayer points, please join us in prayers that God Almighty will intervene in our challenges and provide financial aid. To also over this house, you should also join us in prayer that God Almighty will sustain us with divine grace to go through whatever road the great God may take us without compromising our faith in Christ Jesus. Thanks and God bless. Shalom, Pastor Kelvin ML from Ghana.
0: All right, Pastor Kelvin, we'll have you in our prayers and we'll pray with you before we leave the broadcast.
1: Okay, I call up. Hello. This, this one has to come through, eh? Mm-hmm. Are you there? Hello, good evening, sir. Many thanks for joining us. Your name, where are you calling from? My name is
3: Nelson. I'm calling from Delta State. Nelson fire on. I, I want to first of all greet uh, Dr. Herbert Damina.
0: Bless you and thank you for joining the show tonight.
3: Yeah, when I, was, when I was in Uyo during my housemanship, I used to fellowship with Power City. Wow, wow. And currently I'm in Delta State. So... I really thank God for what you are doing and what God is using you to do in the city of Akwaibu. Thank you. I have a question. As a minister, you went out for an outreach program and after the program, you were given a gift. And by the time you returned home, you opened the gift and it was something you are not proud of. And you know the person that gave it to you. Sorry, sir. Yes. yes. go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. It was something you are not proud of, and uh, you don't have need for it because it is not useful. It is nothing. It's something you are not happy about. Yes. Is it possible you return it to the person that gave it to you, or can you give it out to other person, knowing full well that it is not good?
0: Even, or you should discard it. Discard Thank it. you, sir. Discard it. If it's not good, discard it. Don't give to another person. I want you to have the opportunity to talk with the person who gave you. In a very nice way, make the person know that that gift, um, you know, you, 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 you were not proud of that gift because it's against your belief. And then take time and share with the person in case the person did not know. So take time and help the person too. But discard it.
1: Okay, so let's get back to uh special edition of Ask the Counselor. My name is Mr. Akman, hello Global Baba, and Mr. Michael Bush. I'm glad for the opportunity that you've given to us to hear the Holy Ghost as it teaches. Thank you, Global Baba, for your labor in the body of Christ. I really appreciate your efforts. Bless you, Global Baba. My Global Baba, a friend of mine came to me for advice. So as you are my source that's feeding me with the same work of the spirit, please counsel me on this one or counsel us to her on this one. This friend of mine has a man that used to go out with her. and aside, side, the man is good to her to live with in terms of marriage. But her parents, knowing the man's identity in terms of biological parents, says that her parents say that she should not marry the man, that the man is a bastard. So when she disclosed that to the man, the man got to his mother to find out about his father. Then his mother disclosed to the man that according to how things... We're done in those days since our husband died and left her with three children. And the elders of the family asked her to choose another man in that same family. As that was done, the woman got pregnant and gave birth to a baby boy. So the elders of that family said that the baby should not be identified. We demand responsible, but rather, you know, for the late husband, which everyone in that family accepted. So what, um, that is why the parents of that, my friend says that uh, the man is a bastard. No, Baba, please. You advice on this one. No, Papa, well, sometimes I don't envy you. Let's well, just take this call. I can
0: imagine. Hello. <laughs> what?
1: People have situations. Hello. Serious. Hello. Yeah, many thanks for joining us. Your know where you're calling from?
2: Yeah, good evening, Mr. Bates.
1: Many thanks for joining us, yes.
2: Good evening, brother. Evening, bless you. All right, please, I have a question. Okay. About... okay. Yeah, you, this is all about that. The Old Testament are shadows, and the New Testament explains the Old Testament. Yes. So we also have an issue in the Book of where It has to do with baptism. And he also explains to all the Lord there. So I want to ask, the issue was later, when the apostle came in, and the message now was very clear. And I want to ask now, at what point did later in the day that the message was now being interrupted by some others say, all like, because when you look now, you discover that what you are facing now is French, which was the main message that was well accepted later after the book of Acts by all the apostles when it comes to understanding. And then I want to ask, at what point did this message get me along the line? So sometimes you don't find people who say that a lot of our preachers, maybe in Africa, don't want to preach what we are preaching. So I want to find out at what point did you make wish out because it looks like something went wrong somewhere.
0: All right. Well, it's called revelation knowledge. And revelation knowledge comes when you desire it, when you pray, and when you give yourself to study. But beyond just studying, remember that, uh, uh, like I said today, the Bible is a theology and it has to be studied in the light of Christ. When a preacher does not study the bible in the light of christ he cannot explain the scriptures the way you hear me do it and uh, for many years i went to bible school and uh, i learned a lot theologically but it never clicked because i was still preaching what everybody was preaching and then i got i got frustrated because in my spirit i knew that that was not it and i began to pray for revelation knowledge i began to pray for god to open my eyes and then suddenly the holy ghost You know, gave me directions and connected me to the right people. And I just read a little book and that book fixed up a lot of things for me. And then I gave myself to go back and study the things I learned theologically. And as I began to study the word of God, light kept coming and it's over. It's quite well over 10 years now I've been preaching this message and it keeps growing every day. That's just a little I can explain to you within the little time I have here. Okay,
1: let's go come now to Abuja, Nigeria from Ghana and some anonymous stuff. Okay, did I ask any question? Is there question? was one. We
0: okay. read where you say you don't envy me at all, Yes, but okay. I'm forgetting the details the question, of that issue.
1: Okay, it was about, um, is it the one, Chris? No? Is that what it was? Okay, I'm trying to see it. Okay, um, oh no, that, it, and it was deep was really, yes. really deep. Okay, remember? That's Maybe Mr. while Depart- you're
0: looking for it, I can yes. clear something. Yes. Because today they called my yes. attention to somebody on Facebook while you're clarifying. Yes, I, I've got, it. I've got uh, it. You've got it, right? Yes, sure. They called my attention to somebody on Facebook who asked a question on a video that we put out, and I was talking about that a believer should not marry an unbeliever. That's the Bible position. That is the Bible position. But the person said, no, that he doesn't agree with that. That the Bible, that what God wants to save people. And if a sister decides to marry an unbeliever so that she can save him, there's nothing wrong with it. And then he quoted one verse like that, just one verse. And he sat on that one verse and he didn't go anywhere after that one verse because there's nowhere else he can go to. And that verse says the unbelieving is sanctified by the believing. And the children of the unbelieving are sanctified by the believing husband or wife simple so what he's saying is that once you're born again you can marry an unbeliever and by marrying the unbeliever the unbeliever is covered by you but that's not what the bible means and we try not to answer him online because we don't do exegesis in chats we don't do exegesis in writing if you're very honest and sincere and i know you may be watching this you ask your questions in ask the counselor where we can answer you well don't just go on facebook and drop a question and be waiting for us to come there we have so many things we are doing Moreover, we take dedicated hours to teach the word of God. You should respect that. Now, what does it mean by the unbelieving sanctifies the believing? I mean, the believing sanctifies the unbelieving. What brother Paul was dealing with there is marriage. So if there's a a believing sister or two unbelievers got married and the wife got born again, or the husband got born again, by virtue of the wife or the husband getting born again, the word sanctified there means in that marriage the relationship will not be like two unbelievers because there is only already a believer in that marriage that brings a level of a relationship in that marriage that pleases God. That's all it means. It doesn't mean the man is born again. It doesn't mean the children are born again. It just means that by virtue of one person moving from darkness to light, that relationship is no more two unbelievers. There is now one believer there that is in that marriage to, to shine out the light of Christ to the partner and to the children. That's all it means. Nothing more than that. So, it does not support a believer marrying an unbeliever. The Bible says you, sh- you cannot be unequally yoked together with an unbeliever. I hope that will help whoever it is who was trying to seek for explanation.
1: Okay, no about the, yes, that, that, that piece, the one was trying to look for from a certain Mr. Atman who's writing on behalf of his friend, a lady who wanted to marry a guy, and the parents uh, of said, okay, Okay, that is a bastard.
0: When Mm. you got born again, all this bastard thing ends. Mm. A man in Christ is a new creature. All right? So, the guy you're going to get married to, if he's already born again, his family has nothing to do with him. You're marrying a brand new entity, a man that has no past. It's just two of you, and two of you defines marriage. If you follow what I've been teaching the last one, two weeks, that should help solve all your problems. But how do you deal with your parents? Well, pray and trust God for wisdom to be able to stand up for what you believe in and let your parents know you're very persuaded about getting married to this man. That's why marriage is between two adults, not children.
1: Okay, so, no, Baba, fantastically answered. You know, I, I think that sometimes human beings play God too much. Truth. Are we even sure of the people, even those they are parents? How Are they even sure of their own parents? Very true. That their parents were the, the parents. Very you know? true. Very people true. People just yeah, people just very, uh, very they true. They just call people names and they think you could even be the one at fault. They label yeah. people and it's not good. Yeah, sure, you know. So global, Baba, the last one we should take as we say our bye byes. Comes from Abuja Matha, okay, Chuku Matha, writing from Abuja it says, Is it
0: possible to change a baby's gender in the womb? What, like prayer or something? Yeah, you can believe God for a miracle if, if, if you so wish. All things are possible. Global Baba, Believe God for a miracle if you want. You know.
1: Okay, uh, but it's not possible medically. You should ask a medical doctor. No, medically it's not possible. Or you should go and ask a medical doctor.
0: Oh, you should ask a uh, medical uh, uh, doctor. Yeah, but it's not possible <laughs> medically. <laughs> Global, Baba
1: have to go. I uh, would like to say thank you. Thank you for watching us. And um, we'll be back. The program Akwaibum, excuse me, the program comes from the heart of Akwaibum, that is uh, from Uyo, the capital of Akwaibum, and it's a power city international global showpiece on radio, on TV, and on the social media. It's called Ask the Counselor, it's something you should not miss. My name is Michael Bush, my producer is Pastor IJ complete with the production team. Global Baba Doctor. Abel, Damina, is here to take us home.
0: The Intercontinental, Mr. Bush. It's been another wonderful evening, guys. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to serve you the grace of God. We want you to know that every day we are willing to come here and just spend time, show you, teach you, help you, encourage you. Encourage more people to follow our teachings. But I must warn you, if you are following what we teach, you must be patient and you must calm down and follow the series. Don't be selective in what you hear. It will confuse you some more. So you, you, if you want to follow, you've got to follow well. We love you guys. And remember tonight for the Aquai Bomb audience, we're on Inspiration 9 to 10. We're on Heritage 10 to 12 midnight. Tomorrow morning, 5.45 a.m., we're on XLFM. 11 to 1 p.m., we are on Radio Aquabomb. 1 to 3, we're on XLFM. And tomorrow evening, we're back here in great grand style at 6 p.m. on Comfort FM. We love you guys and thank you for the privilege to serve you. Until tomorrow, enjoy the grace of Christ and be blessed. Goodbye from Uyo, Nigeria. Amen. Praise.